Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, Apple has discontinued the iPod after 20 years. So, you'd think that people would be more bummed than they are, but they're not. I mean, that's probably why they're just cutting it out. (laughs) Because nobody really cares anymore, do they? I mean, they've, according to Apple, we've integrated our music experience across all of our products from the iPhone to the Apple Watch to the HomePod Mini and across Mac, iPad, and Apple TV. And we deliver industry-leading sound quality with support for spatial audio. There's no better way to enjoy, discover, and experience music. But... For many of us, October 2001, when Steve Jobs debuted the original iPod, uh, the first MP3 player that could hold a thousand songs and had a 10-hour battery life, it was uh, it was something. I mean, then we had the MP3 players released, Microsoft and Sony. They didn't have the same success as the iPod. And I remember uh, getting the first iPod that we had. I think I still have the original at the house somewhere in a box. I couldn't tell you when the last time was we used it. But just incredibly, uh, something like that you think was so huge, so huge. And now it's just dust, just trash. Just sweep it up with the trash because we don't need that anymore. Have a nice day. So if you're still using your iPod, the latest I think the seventh edition series in the series of iPods. Um, Time's up. Sorry. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just letting you know. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I always hated that saying. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger. I, of course you shoot the messenger. That's why you send a messenger. It doesn't ever made any sense to me. The king sends messengers because if something happens to the messenger, uh, oh well, darn the luck. But, you know, I mean, I get the saying from the messenger, hey, don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. But he's just trying to save his own life. Anyway, uh, you know, let's say uh, you are... Uh, Ah, you're down in Florida, and you're just hanging out on the beach. Ah, for example, let's say St. Pete Beach there in Pinellas County. I've been there a bunch. I love St. Pete Beach. I worked used to work on St. Petersburg Beach. Love it. But uh, apparently, you know, they like to have the police vehicles uh, driving on the beach now for safety purposes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, the safety uh, didn't really work well this time because uh, there was a lady just sunbathing on the old beach, hanging out, laying on her back, and a beach patrol car uh, rolled up and was 
facing west and uh, the deputy was speaking to several pedestrians on the beach and then a 911 call came in and uh, dispatched him to another location and he makes a right turn from his parked position oops oh boom boom was that a was that a 23 year old laying on her back in the sand <laughs> uh, I mean, he drives over the sunbather right he drives over her right side and mid to upper back area uh she sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was transported to the hospital yeah she also sustained uh the beach will be named after her injuries wow uh hello mr police officer you forgot that uh, the body was there you just thought you yeah, i can go anywhere i want i'm a police car nope there's a human there now it would uh be a bummer if you were laying on the beach and got run over no question about that but i mean hopefully she's okay uh, i know well i mean she suffered non-life threatening injuries so you know maybe she has firestone <laughs> embedded onto her right side that's it though you're fine that tahoe didn't weigh too much did it get out of here and i see they've released the footage now of the arrest of the fugitives in uh, indiana the alabama fugitives the inmate casey white and his uh vicky white no relation uh the uh sheriff's office assistant director of community corrections uh which i don't think she was anymore but anyway um you know they had the i mean it was a 10-day multi-state manhunt and we talked yesterday about uh, them finally uh capturing them apprehending them and she Uh, died from a gunshot wound to the head after a police crash in Evansville. And you see the footage of them arresting uh, Casey White. And one of the things that uh, he kept saying was, y'all help my wife. So apparently they, he believes they're married and she shot herself in the head. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, I mean, he there's no evidence that they're married although you know i guess it's possible that they could have you know pretended to be married <laughs> i guess i don't know but uh i mean more will come out we'll see we we have his word to go on of what happened but he you know said i didn't do it and you know the guy is up for murder already so you'd think that if he actually did murder her He would say, yeah, I killed her, but nope. He kept saying, nope, I didn't do it. Help my wife. She shot herself in the head. I didn't do it. But uh, he waived extradition and he's on his way back to Alabama. They said he's never going to get out of the sheriff in Alabama, said he's never going to get out of that prison again. He's going to be, according to the reports, he's going to be in shackles in the cell uh, and he's going to be in solitary in shackles inside the shell uh the cell so all right good luck casey good luck god bless speaking of needing some good luck and maybe some blessings from god uh if you were uh, planning on visiting north korea i know if you were thinking to yourself you know why don't i just go to north korea for a little fun <laughs> I mean, hello, 
He's got rockets and bombs shooting off, internet restrictions, pixelated porn. So now they're saying that uh, North Korea is maybe the most unwelcoming to Gen X. Oh, no. Because of newfound restrictions on fashion. Oh, no. Oh, no. Kim Jong-un has banned tight pants, dyed hair, particular hair lengths, and clothing that features large foreign wording. Oh, no. So if you were, you know, a Gen Xer thinking that, uh, you know, what we ought to do is go to North Korea. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, Instead of going to the horrible United States Florida beaches for spring break, let's go to North Korea, okay? But you can't wear your skinny jeans. You can't wear your hoodies. You can't wear your man buns. I know. (laughs) So according to Radio Free Asia, who who doesn't love Radio Free Asia, the country considers the above-mentioned fashions capitalistic and does not want their country associated with such. Yeah. The Socialist Patriotic Youth League's patrols are cracking down on young people who wear long hair down to their waist and those who dye their hair brown, as well as people who wear clothes with large foreign letters and women who wear tight pants. You don't want none of the Socialist Patriotic Youth League cracking down on you. Huh. Socialist Patriotic Youth League. That sounds almost like another country that had that. Huh. I don't remember what it was, though. I, f- I feel like it was in Germany at one time. Eh, was it Was it Germany? Nah, I don't remember. Uh, the uh, Socialist Patriotic Youth League regularly patrols, and they do not want to see anybody who's looking out of place. You got it? I don't want to see wrong-length hairs, dyed hairs, crotch compressing pants (laughs) and often the results are going to be reported to your employer i thought the government was the employer of everyone so if they're part of the socialist patriotic youth league and they're busy patrolling the streets uh they're just reporting it to the government i'm sure you're lucky to be making out of there alive are those skinny jeans dead i know I mean, I don't want that to happen to you, but it could. So if you're planning on your trip to North Korea for spring break, I wouldn't plan on those beach bikinis. No, my friend, leave those at home. Before we head into the break room, let me tell you a little bit about email, specifically start mail. Start mail keeps email private, period. Every email can be encrypted even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. Free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. You pay with your privacy. In fact, internet giants uh, like Big Tech uh, bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan, Google has it. Your medical records, Yahoo can sell them to drug companies. That's why I use StartMail. Makes me feel safe again. When you uh, delete an email in StartMail, it's gone forever. And StartMail uses their own servers, not Amazon's. 
which means they can't be put out of business, uh, like Parler and many others. Uh, switching to Start Mail is seamless, too. You can easily transfer all your current email data, so there's no starting from scratch. Start Mail is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your information and they can be deleted at any time. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today. You'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Jeffy. Startmail with a T. S-T-A-R-T mail dot com slash Jeffy. 50% off your first year. Start mail slash Jeffy. I, I, I am in love with this idea that uh, every email can be encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. That just means privacy. And I love that. That's one of the things I really like about start mail. It, start your start mail process and get that email working for you today startmail.com slash jeffy 50 percent off the first year startmail.com slash jeffy okay i know we're headed over to the break room but and this is really funny but it's not funny it's only funny to me in a sick way so you know am i going to apologize for it being funny to me eh, no not really so two journalists were shot to death in mexico this week okay so that's terrible and raising the total number of slain journal- journalists in the country to 11 this year. It's the deadliest year for journalists in Mexico. It's so sad. It's so sad. Now, you say, well, Jeff, well, you said something that was, was funny. Well, um, 200 journalists are gathered in Mexico City to protest against a series of slayings criticizing the state and federal governments for not sufficiently investigating and preventing such deaths. Yeah, they're protesting in Mexico City. And so, (laughs) Uh, you're a journalist and you're out there on the street in Mexico, you're getting shot. Uh, We don't want any journalists around here. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, we look, we just drop them off in a dirt road in the, in Sinaloa. And uh, there you go. They're there for you. Don't worry about it. So again, it's not funny. It's just sad, sick, funny. All these journalists are down there, you know, to protest the journalist killings and they still get killed. So Mexico needs to do something, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, I know it's considered one of the most dangerous countries for journalists. Yeah. No kidding. You can't even protest in Mexico. Say something bad, we'll still kill you. So complain to me again how bad the United States is. Go ahead. Tell me how bad the U.S. is. Go ahead. You know what? Let's go to the break room. I'll get something cold to drink because I need something cold to drink desperately. You can explain to me how terrible the United States of America is while journalists who are in Mexico protesting about journalists getting killed are getting killed. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'm going to get something to drink. (sighs) So you see the naked dump by Britney Spears on the old Instagram account. I know. Now I know she's only got 41 million followers. 
but uh, she's and she's not you know she's covering as she has her hands on her breasts and there's a little heart uh, you know in the middle part of where the female body is <laughs> you know in the old vag area but uh, she went crazy she started posting all these naked pics because that's what she was taking uh, naked pics in mexico before she got pregnant and she just wanted to see that she looked so happy and she looked 10 years younger while she was on vacation and everything's fine and then i was looking going through her instagram account and mother's day she talks about not even being able to get out of bed she talked about how i had a migraine the past two days and i couldn't get out of bed i couldn't be exposed to light or i felt like i would pass out it was the worst so i slept for two days i was out cold for mother's day and then she said, I'm sorry, I'm a day late or so. But anyways, this video made me cry. And it's a little, you know, Mother's Day video. But this is what you're in for, new hubby, uh, baby daddy. What's your stupid name? Sam Agashari. Uh, good luck. Good luck. God bless with that. Because Brit is, uh, you're going to have fun until you're not. And you can quote me on that. Uh, that is what happens with Britney Spears. You're going to have fun until you're not. So I see where our friends at Netflix are saying that they're going to uh, start cracking down on password sharing. They keep throwing that out there. And now that they've, you know, said that they're losing money and subscribers, they think this is a way for them to win people back. Uh, no CEO Reed Hastings. That is not, uh, you, they say that, uh, now they're talking about an ad tier at some point in the last three months of this year 2022 because he had said reed said yeah you know i'll try to figure it out in the next year or two we'll try to get to that whole ad supported thing nope we're gonna make that happen by the end of this year so you're gonna be able i mean the prices are gonna be they've already i already talked about raising their prices so you're looking at now let's see hd streaming plan with two simultaneous streams Fifteen forty nine a month, premium tier, four K and four simultaneous streams, nineteen ninety nine in the U S. And I'm pretty sure that's what I'm paying. And we're that's a point now where I'm thinking, you know, maybe I don't need Netflix. Twenty bucks a month because I'm close. Something's gonna give soon. Uh, I don't even know this, but everything is costing more money in uh in america today i know if you haven't noticed if you haven't gone to the store or anything sorry i don't mean to break it to you but uh yeah everything is through the roof and uh you know prices are through the roof not pay (laughs) that's just silly Uh, that's just silly (laughs) pay but other prices are through the roof so something's gonna have to give And everybody thinks they can just keep raising prices and everything will be fine. We'll make our money because we're raising our prices. Uh, No, you won't. No, you won't. How about you offer good services at a reasonable price? Right? I know it sounds like a shock, but I think that's the way business is supposed to be run. Good services, reasonable price. Speaking of, you know, good services, reasonable prices, I see where uh, LGBTQ dating app Grinder going public. Uh, going, 
going public via special purpose acquisition, valuing Grinder at $2.1 million. So congratulations to Grinder, the old LGBTQIA plus friendly dating app. And so $2.1 billion for Grinder. Oof, man, that is uh, pretty impressive. And uh, good news and bad news coming from uh, Carvana, the used car dealer. Uh, it was founded about a decade ago and has you know been huge growth. Uh, said yesterday that, hey, you know what? Um, we're going to lay 2,500 people off. Yeah, and uh, things aren't really going that well. So the executives, yeah, they're not going to get paid for the rest of the year. So you 2,500 that are, you're going to get laid off. Man, the executives, yeah, you're not going to get paid for the rest of the year. Oh, okay. So all impacted team members will have the opportunity to receive four weeks of pay plus an additional week for every year they've been with Carvana. Uh, They have an opportunity to receive extended health care coverage, pay equal to early vesting of certain previously granted equity awards, recruiting and resume support, and continuing participation in certain other company programs. Gosh darn it. That's so nice of them. We believe these decisions, will extre- are, while extremely difficult, will result in Carvana restoring a better balance between its sales volumes and staffing levels and facilitate Carvana returning to efficient growth on its mission to change the way people buy and sell cars. So good luck. Uh, we just, you know, had to do it. We had to lay those people off and you, you know... You executives are just not going to be able to get any pay uh, for the rest of the year. Okay. Oh, did I mention uh, that the next day uh, Carvana reported uh, that uh, they're going to uh, they're going to buy vehicle wholesaler Odessa U.S. That's the name of it, Odessa U.S. That's a vehicle wholesaler. Uh, which operates 56 auction locations across the country. Uh, they're going to buy that for $2.2 billion. Oh, 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 I thought you were trying to get back to viability and didn't have any money. Uh, you know, you're laying off 2,500 people and the executives for Carvana aren't going to get paid for the rest of the year. Yeah, this is separate though. We're buying another company for $2.2 billion. Uh, and that's separate. So don't try to bog us down with uh, Caravana not going to, uh, you know, not going to pay the executives or laying off 2,500 people. We're buying this vehicle wholesaler for $2.2 billion, you know, trying to get back on our feet again. Oh, all righty then. No problem. To all you people that aren't getting paid anymore, <laughs> you know, the executives who still have a job but aren't getting paid and the 2,500 who don't have a job and are only going to get paid for a few weeks and then they're gone, um, don't worry about it because you could probably, you know, maybe apply for a job at the Odessa U.S. and work at the auction house for cheaper than you're making now. So that's good, right? Right. So just a quick Royals update. I know the Queen is struggling and she's looking that uh, they're reporting her that she may advocate the throne and give it to Chuck. And uh, she didn't show up at the uh, opening of uh, Parliament the other day and uh, Chuck showed up for her. 
Uh, and I know she plans. She's got the Platinum Jubilee coming up, and I think Megan and Harry are going to be there. And I think they're bringing both the kids. I mean, it's going to be a, quite an event. So maybe that will end. That'll be the first time she gets to meet the new granddaughter, which I'm, uh, you know, all for. I'm a little still ticked that he didn't show up for Christmas. But uh, Chuck uh, opened up Parliament uh, yesterday, I believe. It might have been the day before yesterday. But he is so good. I mean, he just exudes king. Government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy and help ease the cost of living for families. Her Majesty's government will level up opportunity in all parts of the country and support more people into work. Oh, good. Her Majesty's ministers will continue to support the police to make the streets safer and fund the National Health Service to reduce the COVID backlogs. Good. In these challenging times, Her Majesty's government will play a leading role in defending democracy and freedom across the world. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Now, William was there, and I'm sure William was thinking, hey, Dad. Why don't you just let me take it over, okay? But no, nope, Chuck had to do it. It was his role. So, man, <laughs> how how much do you love King Chuck? I know, me too. I see where cryptocurrency trading uh, giant Coinbase uh, sees their shares fall 20% uh, after in the after hours trading. So, I mean, that's 27% revenue decline over the last year. So cryptocurrency is a fascinating place to be. And I had an opportunity to talk to a friend of mine, Chuck Palm, who is now uh, involved in the world of crypto. And uh, I wanted you to hear what Chuck had to say and see if you can understand where we're headed and what's the future. So the other day I'm perusing some uh, news wires and I see out of uh, my old uh, stomping grounds in Tampa Bay that a friend of mine and a friend of the show's Chuck Palm uh, got a new gig as uh, I mean, I'm sure he has a big sign uh, going into his new office, CCO, the chief communications officer for a company, a global tech company out of Tampa Bay called Vertison. And then I wondered, well, well, that's good for Chuck. Uh, you know, I'm happy for Chuck to have the new gig. And then I wonder, well, wait a minute, what is Vertison? And so I go to the Vertison website at uh, vertison.com and I see they're architects of amazing thought leaders in technology, innovation, and execution. Chuck Pump, first. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, Jeffy. It's great to talk to you again. <laughs> it's very good to talk to you as well. I, I, I miss seeing you. I miss Tampa Bay. Uh, enough of the love, love. Well, Tampa Bay misses you. I can't oh, say that enough. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. They call once in a while, too. That's good. That's um, good. So what is it that Vertison does? 
What is it that they don't do? I am so excited about nice. this job. Vertison is really um, a thought leader in some of the new technologies in uh, decentralized finance and um, you know things that are really oh, important to. Sorry. No, I was. Just, oh. I can't tell you how much I talk about decentralized finance. Uh, well, you know that man. It, it, just it's an drag. everyday occurrence, isn't it? I mean, I know. It's, it's a topic that comes up at lunch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Seriously, now with all right, just uh, uh, I know that uh, you know crypto is uh, you know the the world now. Just everyone wants to get in on the game. Yeah, and uh, they either you either have the old school uh, financial uh, people like Buffett who says it's not worth anything, or mm -hmm. in particular he was referring to Bitcoin, but uh, you know he would give you you know a dime for it. And but and you have many others who are, you know, creating their own. Right. And so is you now Vertison is going to be the go between with that or are they going to have their own and create a new driveway? Well, let's put it this way. The, the things that I can talk about today are going to be a lot different than what I can talk about, say, come July 4th when we have a major announcement. So I'll hint at some of those things. But I will tell you. Uh, crypto, as it's based today on things like the blockchain, you're familiar with that term from Bitcoin, that's basically the framework. Uh, consider it like the underlying network behind all the Bitcoin transactions. Yes. That's like 12-year-old technology, and it's really starting to fail. People are seeing the increasing times for transactions. They're seeing it, you know, trying to buy things with crypto takes forever. The banks aren't verifying very fast. So you have to have an intermediary like uh -huh. a Coinbase or somebody approve the transaction. So it's no different than, say, a Visa or another bank card that has come along and said, right. well, you know, we'll verify it for you. But we really don't know for sure until that clears. And that's right. a bit that's a little bit scary. So, you know, when you're when you're putting all of this uh, steam and effort into trying to digitize money, we have to talk about those things like what is the underlying network going to be or how's that going to work? And I think that's where Vertison is really going to shine. Uh, some of that, you know, the, things as simple as a, like a crypto wallet might be, you know, something that you carry around digitally with you. Well, can you use that offline? Is there a way I can carry that on a card, for example? And, you know, hinting, hinting at the future and some of those other things that is that is the future of crypto. We have to treat it like money, but it has to go, you know, beyond the next hundred years. Right now. Let me. OK, so, I mean, that all sounds great. All right. Hey, I fine. got that part right. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm all with it. It sounds wonderful. But I I've, I have heard rumblings through, uh, you know, other news wires mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, governments around the world are not too, uh, not too enthused. Well, uh, that's because governments have their hands in banking and financing and they like to mess with the loan rates and inflation and things that make it very difficult for the normal people to manage money. And uh, we hope to take that away from them. I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity to decentralize, quote, one of those uh, opportunities and and kind of give the people back their power when it comes to money. Do you honestly believe that that's going to happen? Well, I, I know it's a fight. Um, I'm, I'm down for that fight. I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, the the technology providing us more power. And now, I mean, you can go back to the music industry and say what happened there when Napster came along and shook things up. They yeah. were the pirates, you know, and they yeah, and they really. Sure. They really change the face of how people get paid. Even the musicians like the system better now 
until you start involving more of these big multinational, you know, corporations that are are stealing money out of the pockets of the performers and the people who buy the music. So, you know, when we put the power back in their hands, they got to decide where they get it, how they carry it with them, you know, getting it on demand. That changed music as you and I know it very well. That's for sure. And and we it's funny that we hear so much about uh, the artists that don't like it, but we never hear uh, you know, stories about how people have adapted and love the system now. Yeah. Uh, we, we never do. That's really, no. a, that's a, that's a fascinating angle to that. That's a, it's a great point because uh, the overwhelming, we hear from what four or five musicians, usually, <laughs> yeah. you know, the big names that are unhappy with the way the system is, but there's plenty of musicians out there that, I mean, we don't hear from, and I, I, I'm guessing that not everyone is dissatisfied. Well, you know, think about, let's, let's keep that comparison as an example. The banks take anywhere from one, 1.25 cents, or, sorry, percent, uh, to, you know, a percent and a half plus 25 cents per every transaction that you go through your own money in your own bank account. Right. And they get the privilege of keeping your money and investing it and making more money off of you. Uh, the music industry was no different. They got they gave pennies to the artists on royalties when they got airplay or, or sold a song on, a, on an album or a, you know, a CD. Now that's changed. They get anywhere, you know, and, and again, I'm not a music professional, but I know that those numbers have dramatically levelized and even independent artists can make up to you know thirty or forty cents more per transaction. Uh, why is it we're not giving that back to the people whose money you, you're you know using the the privilege of spending all of my investments uh, when when you have these multi you know again multinational banks are the worst because they change money from one currency to another and take a fee for that as well. Yeah, they sure do. What now? But what with crypto? What is it, you know, people are always concerned about it's not worth it's not anything. money. Yes. It's <laughs> not worth anything. What's it, what, what, what are we, what are we going up against too? Is it, am I saying, Hey, this crypto is worth what I'll pay you for this clay pot. Right. Um, yeah. Clay pot is who we're basing how much it's worth on, I, you know, at least with money, presumably I know mm-hmm. it's not true anymore, it's but true. you yeah. know, you have the gold standard and that's what that's gone. To be, which yep. is worth. Yeah, that's right. long gone. I mean, we're just printing it. You know, I mean, we haven't we haven't stopped printing. No, cash. it's it's willy yeah. nilly now. Whenever they need more, they print more. That, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So crypto, you know, I, I, the best way I can look at crypto is: Have you ever had uh, comic books or baseball cards as trading cards? I still do, as a matter of fact. As and a matter I'd of like fact, sell I, you some. Yeah, I, I'll I'll trade you because I still have a bunch myself. I uncovered a box last week, and I said, "Well, you know what." What are the value of these cards? Yeah. Some of them are worth absolutely nothing. They're not worth the cardboard they're printed on. There are others that are worth a couple of hundred bucks because they're a rookie card. They're a special yeah. limited edition. They, uh, you know, might have. Now, what's that worth? That's That worth is what somebody is willing to pay for it. Is crypto different than that? Yes, in a sense it is. But you've heard the term NFT before, right? Yeah. Okay, so a non-fungible token is actually that value basically quantified in a serial number of a specific limited edition trading card. I know. It just happens to live on the web. I know, but there's nothing, I mean, we're not, 
those NFTs that are, you know, were so predominant and they're still, you know, obviously every day. <laughs> there are more and more every day. Up. Yeah, exactly. I know. And, and I'm disappointed that I do not have one <laughs> or two or three. <laughs> I really am. It was dumb of me not to do that. I get it. Uh, and that's because of why I'm living in a, you know, a single wide trailer now as it is. But the point is, is that that is also seemingly, uh, maybe not falling apart, but certainly downgrading from the original days of, of what they had anticipated. Well, but, it's a it simple matter like there's of perceived value. There. Yeah. The, the perceived value of the NFT that is, you know, a, a hand drawn picture of a chimp on a, a digital drawing, uh, you know, because of the artist's name, maybe, or whoever put it out there, they may have some, you know, a, like a, a signature on that card, for example, would be more right. valuable. Uh, remember the stories in New York when people would get famous people's uh, dry cleaning and they'd sign the ticket and their signature was worth more than the dry cleaning. So they kept it and right. then they auctioned it on eBay right, for right, 100 right. bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So there is a concept of perceived value on NFTs. And a lot of those that came out that were just like, hey, this is cool. Let's make a digital NFT out of whatever. Uh, what's the value? Uh, there is no value because it's not known. It's not traded. It's not sought after. And it's not rare. You know, anybody can do these now. So the, the scarcity, just like money, when there's less money in the economy, it's worth more. And inflation is exactly the opposite of that. So NFTs are kind of inflation proof as long as the perceived value is still there. Now, you know, Michael Jordan may come up with his own NFT one day and have his picture and his stats and make a, you know, a digital card. And, and MJ23 would be a great digital name to own for yeah, trading those Michael Jordan cards. But, you know, is he still popular enough? Is the value going to increase or decrease or remain the same? Well, my uh, point is with that, okay, so that's great. I love that, all right? All right. Yeah. So let's, okay. let's MJ23, all right? Yeah. I would love that. However, uh, you know, so I go online and I look up MJ23 and I see mm -hmm. what he has as an NFT. Right. And I'm seeing the same thing, but I'm not really seeing the same thing. No, well, yes, because really the same thing. Think of it like digital property, like you would on a street. You want to look at maybe buying a house. You you drive down the road. You see a for sale sign. You can go up to the house. You can look at the house. You know, ring the doorbell, go inside. Uh, you're seeing the house. It's still just a house on a street, but you don't have the title to it, so it's not your house. You don't have the providence that proves. You know, I've made this transaction now it is solely mine well in 30 years when i pay the bank off you know right. and that now that property is mine nfts are no different they are our digital properties that we think we have a better way of managing that at vertison so you know part of that decentralized finance is understanding that process the perceived value is locked in and now if i want to sell that house later uh it, i have to transfer title do the same kind of process that you would legally. And by the way, secure transactions in crypto are also a big concern. So, you know, we're yeah. looking at how do you can how do you actually keep a digital encrypted package secure when there's more than one person involved in the transaction? That kind of work is what we're working on. And again, taking it out of the big players and putting it in the average everyday user's hands. You know, you, I mean, you and I might decide we want to invest in an NFT together. We go and buy one. But, you know, that's a complicated transaction. It's more than two people. 
we've we've addressed that and some of those you know concerns about encryption security and so forth we're not carrying everybody else's transaction on the ledger on our back we're just worried about our own stuff so that's what makes it faster and more secure does that make sense right yeah a little <laughs> yeah, a little I'm, it's convoluted I'm, it's still very young technology too you know yeah I mean, I, I, now if I start asking more questions, we're just going to get more into the weeds and <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with it, but you know, I, I don't know how long I can, <laughs> how, how much longer can he hold out folks? <laughs> we can record for another hour and still be, you know, in the weeds because yeah, you want to go to something more, um, you know, I, light, I just don't feel, I, you know, there's so many now I'm because we're back to crypto. All right. Yeah, so, okay. uh, there's a, ton of different cryptos and you know i sooner or later there's going to be uh someone something and, I, and that's vertison is just you know they're going to be you know being if, if i if, if you're the company that can do the person-to-person -person transaction mm -hmm. uh and keep my security um that's great right i mean that's sure. what we all want right I, I, that's perfect but uh, there still is so many different cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. that now you're talking about security between you and me. Right. And security between myself and whatever crypto mm -hmm. I want to pay with. Mm -hmm. And then crypto to you and the conversion rate of whatever crypto you're paying me and back. <laughs> right. So now you're talking about, I mean, there's three or four, maybe even more security rings that what? we're talking about. You must have read the uh, the, the web pages on that. That's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> we, we actually call it a ring transaction. And oh, there, there you go. I'm not part one, of the Ferdinand plan. And there no, you I are. Read that, but right, I, just, yeah, I, I figured it out all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a brilliant job, of, as always, Jeffy, and, and that makes my job easier because a ring transaction can involve multiple people. It is secured. The transaction is virtually instantaneous. We don't charge you know, big fees to manage all of that like, say, a title company would when you're buying a property or a transaction for a bank. They charge a, a fee as well. All of that is eliminated, and it is simplified with uh, something we call a, a crypto case. That's part of it. Uh, right. The ring transaction is another part of it. And they're all tied in together on that, that technology platform. And we think we have a much better solution than say, you know, going to a Coinbase or somewhere else where you have to convert it, then you got to get your money, then your money's got to be coming out of a, a digital dollar account somewhere else. And right. it, it's a nightmare. But see, there's, there's hundreds of currencies all over the world anyway. Now we got digital currencies that also have to be transacted and you know translated, and then fees are taken out of that, and and we just and think that's unfair. Worth, that and what it's worth at the time of the transaction may not be what it's worth after. So you know, See, now even you, twenty minutes later, you're absolutely yeah. right. That's a big concern because you're losing money every time you take money out of one account, pay a fee, and then put it into another account, even if it's a good old American dollar. The, the Visa Corporation will also charge you to yeah. put it back into your account, which is, just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you believe, and I think we'll just stop here because I, I, I'm going to, the hole is getting too big. But uh, <laughs> you believe that the government is not going to take control of this. That, that, that fight will be won. 
I believe the government has no right to take control of it because it is You're not cute. going to You're be within their cute. purview. That's a cute little thought. You like the thought? Yeah, I do. That's a cute little thought. The government has no right. I've we've thought about that, Jeffy. And honestly, I, I like to think that um, we have a solution for the government as well if they want to play ball. But we're not going to let them take over the personal finances of individuals, track their spending, throttle what they can buy. That's just, you know, it's not just anti-constitutional, it's anti-freedom. They're doing that already, though. But, well, they're, they're trying to, but it depends on what crypto is going to give up access to that. Crypto is supposed to be secure by nature. Now, they've been cracked. They've all Again, been broken. That's a cute little, that's a cute little thought. Right. It is. But, you know, when you've got one layer of security protecting everything, we've looked at it and said, why not eight layers? We can make that happen yeah. digitally. It takes no time at all. You know, right. outside of that, what's the real value of having your currency online and easily accessed? And then the, the government can watch everything you're doing and then uh, say, oh, no, you don't get any more candy, Mr. Diabetic. You know, I, I, I'm with you. But we're, You're I, I, just, I, know. I, I don't foresee that. that's a difficult road these days. I mean, it's that road is being closed off more and more every day. Only if we let it every time we let them I take an inch, they'll, they'll go for a mile. And, and, you know, we allow them access to it. We own the code. We wrote the software. We manage the, uh, the transactions. We're, you know, we're not going to just give that up. We have rights whoa, whoa, as a corporation. Hey, don't, don't, they'll be squaring up with me on your vertus <laughs> shoulders. Okay. I go I off on that. I dare think of that against you, sir. Um, so, okay. So, and now let's go to the, uh, you know, let's go to the metaverse and, uh, are we are we going to be involved? You know, I'm 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 hoping that, that uh, Zuck calls me soon and allows me to do a show inside the metaverse. <laughs> I'll do a daily radio show inside the metaverse. It um, still kind of looks like an episode of Sim City, and if you're playing the game, you know, I, uh, apologies, but yeah, it does not look like what they're selling it is. It, it, it will look like, hopefully, but uh, I don't foresee that being a huge leap that people can afford just yet. I I I know, but it's it's getting there. Right, close, I mean, very close. There. Yeah. So, I mean, are we going to be able to do transactions inside the metaverse? I think it's perfectly designed. I mean, he's for that. already most done crypto, that, right? He's sure. already started his own crypto for that, right? Absolutely. In fact, most cryptos came from the gaming industry when people were right. buying upgrades to their games and their weapons and their clothing right. and everything. Yeah, that's how digital currency came about. Um, making it, you know, something that's real and tradable. Uh, you, you know, there's a perceived value and, and the value in the yeah, metaverse sure. is no different than it would be, you know, in, in my own backyard, but I'm, I'm not in that meta world in my backyard, you know? Right. Right. All right. Well, um, Chuck, anyway, I, I love talking to you. Thank you. Uh, Chuck <laughs> Thank Paul, you, brother. <laughs> uh, chief communications officer for Verdison, uh, which is, uh, you know, he's the, the new, uh, the new, uh, communications officer. Do you have yes, the big sir. sign too on the office and everything now? I do. I put one up, and it's uh, there's actually a TV with my name hey, scrolling you put across one up? it. Yeah, you yeah. put it up. Don't they, uh, does Verizon have some kind of do boy to do that for you? Well, you know, we're hiring do boys all the time. So <laughs> if you have a resume, let me know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah listen, that may be closer than you think. <laughs> I may be knocking on the door. I, I may be willing to become a Verizon do boy. Don't you kid yourself. Uh, Chuck, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Thank you very much, man. I appreciate your time. You bet, brother. Peace.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.